uses emoji. Hello and welcome to Emoji Wrap, a podcast about all things emoji. I'm your host, Jeremy Burge, and I'm joined today by Paul Hunt. He's a member of the Unicode Emoji Subcommittee and also works for Adobe. What is your actual job title? Uh, you, you work at Adobe. What is your job title at Adobe? Uh, my official job title is something like computer programmer, but uh, <laughs> I tell everybody that my title is typeface designer and font developer. Cool. And that's why you were just saying I interrupted you, but you're, uh, you are working on your monochrome emoji set, and how is it going? Uh, I finally finished all of the glyphs today and I sent that over to the relevant parties uh, at Unicode so that they can use the font to make monochrome images for the website and then the font will go into the code charts on the Unicode uh, website. Right, this is where it shows an emoji name and then it has Traditionally, every Unicode character has always had the black and white image there. It's sort of a new thing having color emoji there, but the black and white chart image has been sort of a mainstay of Unicode. You haven't done this forever. How how long have you been doing any of the images that show up in the Unicode charts? I've been doing uh, the images for the Unicode charts for the past year and a half or so. Yep. So kind of midway, but through... The 9.0 stuff, uh, I was asked to do the monochrome artwork, and so I've been doing it ever since. Um, I'm For people that can't see them, I'm sort of looking at a few of them here. They're pretty, you're the designer, you'd have a better word for it. They look sort of uh, quite iconic in a way. They've got thick outlines and they look like, uh, they look sort of more like icons than what people might consider emoji. Is that sort of a... What, what would you describe them as looking like if you were telling someone what this emoji black and white font looks like? Yeah, I definitely try to make my imagery as iconic as possible. It's hard to make things really detailed in monochrome, especially when uh, I expect that these will be used kind of at fairly small sizes, particularly in the code charts. So I just wanted to give enough detail so that these things are readily kind of understood when viewing in a small size in the context of the Unicode documentation. Right, they sort of look like, not to undersell them as sort of a winding sort of style, but they look like a font. They look like, when you look at this, you think this is a font. You don't see that and just think, oh, these are a bunch of black and white pictures is, is how I see them anyway. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm a font designer and so I guess I bring my own sensibilities into uh, what I think monochrome emoji should be uh, as part of this project. Um, who, who would use, I mean, obviously part of this project is that Unicode needs some kind of reference image to have on their charts, but for the font itself, it's being made available. It's already available now in some alpha or beta. Who would use it? Who who will what? Who is it for? I guess. Well, I use it. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I do too as well because it's got some of the new. Often, it's got unreleased emojis on there. So if I'm on a Mac, 
and there's some that are, haven't been come out on the on Mac OS, then at least I don't see question mark boxes. Is that is that part of the goal, or are there other people that you think would find this helpful? Exactly. Um, I was actually trying to get you to answer your own question <laughs> very well. Uh, yeah. Um, at this point, uh, since the font is, like you said, only in alpha stage and fairly incomplete, uh, it's only really helpful if you do exactly like you said. You install a font on your system, and then uh, it will display uh, my artwork for any emoji that uh, is kind of missing from your system otherwise. How many are in there at the moment? How many of you clocked up in this font images? I'm currently at 1,100 emoji glyphs. Not all of it is finalized artwork. Um, And uh, so uh, there is that. And then there's some other things in the font, like I'm including some basic uh, Latin so that I can then leverage short codes in this font. So you can use this font, and then if you want to access, say, the hedgehog, instead of having to dig around, you can, in applications that are open type savvy, you can just type colon and then the word hedgehog, and then follow that by a colon, and then it'll automatically replace so that you get the emoji hedgehog. That is, I've never seen, I mean, I've seen fonts that do pretty clever stuff where they'll join together. Is it called ligatures when you type multiple letters and then they suddenly kind of reform in a different, uh, they come they come up with a new character? Is that what that's called? When you're talking about like letters, uh, we do in typography usually refer to these as ligatures, but... Uh, is this what this is? Is this something else? It's the same type of mechanism. Basically, it's a... Uh, uh, some replacement code that's built into the font that says, well, when you're using this font and you enter this uh, particular string, substitute uh, this string by uh, this character. And so uh, when um, I'm making the font, I add those short code definitions to the CCMP feature, which is a, a, a compose feature so that it uh, can compose the characters for you uh, using the short codes. Have other fonts done this? I've never seen this exact, this sort of thing before. Um, I've seen it, obviously, in Slack, and, you know, that's not at a font level, but the same idea where you type a short code and it can replace it with an emoji. But have other fonts? Is this is this something I'm not aware of that already exists to some degree in the world, or have you literally uh, become the first person to do this sort of complete text replacement to become a new new character? Well, I think this is kind of the thing. We're not really yet into the age of uh, proliferation of emoji fonts yet. You have a handful of fonts that exist uh, that have been made by vendors such as Apple and Google, but uh, uh, I think I'm trying to pioneer the way as much as I can in starting to make emoji fonts something that, that can be more generally useful. So not only can you use the font that I'm designing in on your operating system to kind of reveal uh, emoji that are missing, you could potentially use this font for design work in your traditional design applications. This might be so, out of your uh, uh, your area of expertise, but is there a license for this? Can people just 
use this for whatever they want in posters or print or you know, is that is it an open sort of license or are people restricted in some way to using it only in some scenarios? Well, you quickly touched on that uh, the font has been released in alpha stage and uh, it is on GitHub. Uh, the name of the font is called Source Emoji. And uh, so I use the source name because it relates back to uh, some other open source font projects that we made available at Adobe. And so I'm hoping that this will be our open source emoji font uh, that people can then use as a resource for many things. Uh, we talked about a couple of those. One of those would be to use uh, as something that will reveal emoji that have made it into the Unicode standard but haven't made it onto your system otherwise yet. Um, you can use this uh, in design work. Uh, and because it's open source, you can, you have a license granted to use where you can use it uh, either personally or commercially and not have to kind of make any payments for that. Also, if you're a font developer and you're wanting to understand how to make uh, your own emoji fonts, uh, it's something that font developers can maybe look at and see uh, some of the ways that uh, they can start making their own fonts. Um, like I said, I've been including some intelligence in the font uh, that substitutes the short codes with the emoji characters. And I'm hoping that this is something that will catch on as uh, we do see emoji fonts proliferating in the future. Right now, the short codes that I'm including are kind of not a complete list. As I continue to develop the font, I would like to, of course, have a complete list of short codes. And then uh, because this is open source, uh, it may be nice if somebody comes along and then translates those short code information for other languages. So you could then potentially have short codes in Spanish or German or French or, or any number of languages. Uh, so in a way, this the actual font could be used as sort of a template for other emoji font want to be wannabe font creators for that could they sort of literally use your font and, and chuck out your images and put their own ones in there is that kind of how that would work uh they can um if you go that route um you would have to then use the same license because that, that's one of the terms of the the software uh license is that any derivative works would have to be released as open source. But I think uh, if you just kind of look at it and use it as something to kind of understand how to make the font, or if you maybe uh, use part of the information and then adapt it to your own project, then I think you could make a, a viable font with a, a different license. Got so it, just depends on kind of how you're using it. If you're using it as a direct resource or something that you uh, just want to like tweak a bit, I don't think is, is covered unless you want to make your project open source. But if you want to make something that's more commercial, uh, it's still a resource that you can use to look at and hopefully get some ideas of how you can improve your own emoji projects. 
got it. You can be inspired by it and do whatever you like, or you can literally use it as a project, but then it it only fair that it needs to be open source like like this is, because that's you've you've done the work there and made that open source. Um are there, yeah. does this right now, I've got it on my system right now, are there any of these short codes already in the current release or is this something you're sort of aiming on doing in future? Can I type something right now on my computer and get an emoji to pop out? I think I have uh, one for something that's not an official emoji. Mm -hmm. There's one for Clippy. You remember that guy? Yeah, I love Clippy. Clippy, the uh, the unhelpful office assistant. So, because Clippy is my spirit animal, <laughs> he's in the font. So, if you type colon and then Clippy and then colon, depending on your application, uh, it should make the replacement. I'm looking through the list of it. So, you've, you're covering a lot of the so Unicode 10. We were just at uh, the Unicode meeting in uh, Silicon Valley not that long ago, just last month, and a whole bunch of new... It's a big new emoji list put together for Unicode 10, and it's not completely final, but it's sort of coming together as like they've got code points now, and this is looking much closer to what the final list will be. And uh, a few of these you have been directly involved with proposing, which are the there's a, a child, there's an uh -huh. adult, and there's an older adult is what they're called. And maybe you could explain what that is because we already have a boy and a girl so uh what, what are these ones and how are they different from the characters those the emojis that we already have well when google and apple started taking a closer look at uh, gender representation in emoji they focused mainly on women and uh trying to remove stereotypes for women and trying to add better uh representations of women in terms of careers but uh, when they, they put that out there for feedback, of course, there were a couple of respondents who came back and said, well, this is all good, but you're not having a very holistic outlook on what gender is. Uh, not everybody is male or female. So there are people who don't necessarily uh, think of themselves in these terms. So... What I tried to do was develop a emoji character proposal that would address these concerns. And the way that I approached it was uh, thinking of gender as something that can be inclusive. Uh, so focusing on uh, the appearance of these particular characters, the child and the adult and the older adult, and trying to give them a gendered appearance that hopefully will be inclusive of anybody who would want to use it. So uh, that would mean basically not using any visual cues that would lead the, the emoji sender or the emoji reader to think that this is specifically a man or specifically a woman or specifically a boy or specifically a girl, but to try to make it so it just looks like a person and it could be anyone it could be a man or a woman it could be a boy or a girl um yeah i guess one of the issues that has come up with the the new gendered emojis is that yes it is helpful that no longer for a while there are nearly every platform it kind of looked like the action roles were men and the police officer was a man and the guard was a man and the runner was a man um so on, on the one hand it is 
it does seem like a step forward that far more people are covered if there's a choice between a man or a woman. But it also adds a weird sort of question where you now have to think, what am I trying to even show when I pick at the police officer? Do I pick the... It's, it, it basically brings the skin tone discussion to gender in a way where people say, oh, should I... You know, do I pick the, the white uh, police officer if I'm white or... But there isn't... There is... We have a default yellow skin tone, but we don't have the any kind of default... If you, I just want to opt out of picking a gender. Is that, is, is that sort of where this is targeted at people that want to opt out of picking a gender in their emoji? Or is it for people that want to specifically identify to say, no, I, I, I believe I am this sort of middle ground? I think that it can be used for both of these things. Um, and that was kind of my intention, to be inclusive, where if you only have a man and, and a woman as your choices then you're automatically excluding anyone who doesn't identify as one of those things. So it could be used for in cases where, yeah, maybe you have a gender identity that is not binary. You could use these hopefully to kind of communicate that. Or if you don't know the gender of someone uh, then you could use uh, these particular emoji as well. So if you say you want to go see the doctor and you don't particularly know if the doctor you're going to see is going to be a man or a woman, then you can use one uh, with inclusive gender and uh, hopefully that would help you be better understood. It seems like there's... It, I feel like there's a lot of support for this. A lot of people seem to feel like, uh, I know personally, I would think that I'd be happy if there were, for the most part, all gender neutral, but I guess it also came up in the skin tones. People might say, oh, it's okay if they're all just yellow. Why do we even need skin tones? But then sometimes the default can be perceived as a choice still. That, For instance, the yellow skin tones, it's fine for me as a white guy to say, oh, that's fine by me. They can all be yellow. But a lot of people with darker skin tones might think, no, the yellow is just sort of a, a considered a cartoon white and same with the the genders that maybe a gender neutral or gender sort of what would you call it G gender neutral gender ambiguous what would you call this sort of middle ground character well when i'm talking about uh gender and emoji i use kind of two different terms so what we've been talking about is gender inclusive in appearance so that would be something that looks humanized I think once you make your emoji look enough like a person, then you start introducing concepts of gender, uh, whether you intend to or not. And because the dominant kind of way of thinking about gender in our society is still the gender binary, those uh, concepts uh, have creeped into emoji, as we've seen since Right now, at this moment, you can only specify kind of male or female emoji. But uh, with my proposal and its implementation, you can not only specify male or female emoji, but you could specify androgynous emoji as well. Um, so those, to me, are all gendered uh, emoji. Mm -hmm. If you want to talk about real gender neutrality in emoji, I think it's helpful to think of like the generic smiley faces. So the things that are just like 
a personified circle. It has uh, a circular head. It has uh, very abstract shaped eyes and mouth and other features. And I think that those are truly gender neutral. They don't really uh, convey any con- any concepts of gender. So uh, for me, it, it makes sense to make this distinction. Um, for other people, it may not make as much sense so much. But uh, I mean, that's part of the reason why I made my proposal, because we all make, of, make sense of things in our own way. And uh, we should all have the tools to be able to communicate the way that we think and and feel particularly about ourselves so to use those terms so to say uh gender inclusive would be sort of a human like a, a, a human appearance person where it's not their gender isn't clearly expressed with feminine or masculine features um what does that look like what do you how do you draw uh, i've had people ask me that what what are, what do these actually look like where if apple or google or someone or Adobe in your own font uh, starts to include these gender-inclusive characters, how do they physically look? How do you design that? So this is a tricky issue because, like I said, the dominant kind of concept of gender in our society is kind of this uh, ingrained binary gender structure where we think of everything as being either male or female by default. And that's everybody's choice to kind of think of gender in that way if they want to or not. But uh, not everybody does. Uh, and for those people who don't, I think they de- they typically uh, try to use their gender expression to kind of blur the lines between what is masculine and what is feminine what is male and what is female. And so uh, when it comes to emoji, uh, I think that there are some tropes that are used to kind of denote these uh, ideas of masculinity and femininity. One of the biggest things is just the hair. Mm -hmm. So in emoji, uh, currently, all of your women usually have longer hair and your men have shorter hair. And this is kind of like... Uh, an understood convention on how to show these things. But if you're out in the real world, not every woman has long hair. Not every man has short hair. So what I've done uh, in my proposal and in the artwork that I've drawn so far is to try to find uh, middle ground. The people that I uh, depict that are meant to be the, the child and the adult and the older adult all have kind of these haircuts that we would think of as being unisex. And they're kind of uh, maybe like a pixie cut. Uh, And then with a little hair showing kind of below the face, but not uh, a whole lot. So um, that was my attempt at uh, depicting this uh, concept of androgyny. Uh, in my own work, um, I'm sure it can still be refined, and I'm looking forward to seeing how other people adapt this to their uh, emoji styles. Uh, but I think it's definitely doable. Um, I think it just kind of takes stopping and thinking about gender and your own conceptions of, of what gender means, and then trying to step away from that and try to 
say, okay, now if I just wanted to depict a person who's not specifically male or female, how would I do that? I think a good measure for me when I've been trying to look at some of these images that you've put together and I've seen some others that have come up is that if if I could reasonably identify it, if I can, you know, identify it as a man, if I could go, oh, that could represent me close enough and if a woman would also think that, do you think you've nailed it then if, if, bo- if both men and women and anyone that identifies as androgynous, if everybody feels like, oh, yeah, that, that could be me, it doesn't, uh, then you've sort of nailed it is that is that a, a reasonable measure yes i think that would be the perfect outcome um of course you know one of the things that was added to unicode 10 was the bearded person emoji mm-hmm. i think part of the reason why there was a need for that or a want for that was because for some men particularly that is something that is very much a part of their identity as a man, you know? Is your opinion on this that having more choice is the answer? If you just have everything, if you have people with lots of hair, little hair, you know, uh, masculine features, feminine features, uh, androgynous features, is that the answer? Just make give so many choices that anyone can pick anything? Or if you were the emoji dictator of the world, would you sort of rewind and, and chuck out the genders and just make everything gender inclusive? Personally, I think maybe having four choices would be enough. Uh, One would be the agender or gender neutral option, uh, which we talked about, which would just be kind of a very abstract uh, depiction of everything. And that's what I've tried to do in my font. So in the source emoji font, uh, when you have a runner, Uh, It doesn't default to a male or a female uh, version. It just defaults to kind of like a stick person. So that would be one option. And then, of course, I think uh, because we do like to see ourselves in emoji, I think it is important to have masculine and feminine gendered options for people who want to express themselves that way. Apparently, I mean, obviously, to me, uh, that wasn't enough choice, uh, particularly for people who felt excluded by the gendered emoji options. So my proposal that was accepted and will be rolled out uh, in with Unicode 10 will be to then provide this androgynous uh, appearing emoji option. And I think having both kind of ends of the gender spectrum being masculine and feminine and then having something that uh, tries to be as close to the middle of that spectrum and that would be the androgynous representation. I'm hoping that this will be representative for people who want to use emoji and that's try to frame uh, my work in terms of uh, gender inclusiveness because uh, it tries to be a catch-all for uh, anything that represented by male female emoji depictions only um here's a question i something a term that i'd not come across until the most recent um proposals to unicode is that it's a whole slate of fantasy characters and they've all just for the sake of i guess being um open-ended in future they've all been given fairly non-gendered names so there was someone proposed a mermaid emoji and there's a it's 
been encoded, but it's being encoded as a mer person. So therefore, it could be a male or a female version. But what is a? Do, do you, this might be something you know nothing about. But how do you draw a, a non-gendered uh, mermaid as such, or a mermaid, uh, a mer person? Again, like uh, I talked about the runner, uh, I just made a, a stick person version, uh, except for for the mer person, I just added a tail. So <laughs> I can see why some people would be frustrated if this was the only choice. If the only choice was to be this sort of a non-specific version, while it's more inclusive, I could see people being frustrated, going, "No, I just want a mermaid to look like a mermaid." So I guess. Again, choice could be the answer, really, that you can have the, the mer-person, but there's also, hopefully, maybe a mermaid and a merman as well. Well, that's uh, kind of the thing, is, like, our identity is our own, and how we communicate that is important to each one of us. Uh, and if we identify with the merman or the mermaid or the mer-androgyne, that is our prerogative, and uh, all of those options should be made available um you can't just make one option available and say that it's uh good for everyone particularly if you have uh exclusive options like a mermaid only or a merman only or a mermaid and a merman only so, <laughs> and i mean sane person is always inclusive so i've i mean i grew up being interested in fantasy things so i've i've definitely heard more person plenty of times in my life it's not something that's kind of weird or strange to me that was a, a brand new term to me and to a lot of people i think but i guess it's sort of one of those things that everyone has their own area of familiarity does anyone think you think about this too seriously that's uh, that it's it's easy to be critical especially on the internet but um where people would just be like, oh, it's just emoji. Like, who cares? Is this why are we why are we spending so much effort on this? Have you come across that sort of sentiment of people just thinking that this is a huge waste of time or some some sort of um, wasted effort trying to represent be more gender inclusive? Uh, well, I think that those views would probably come from people who feel like emoji. Uh, uh, as a whole, is a waste of time anyway. Okay. Also, I'm sure that there are people whose notions of gender do kind of fit the binary model, and for them, they probably would see this uh, as a waste as well. Like I said, not everybody views things uh, this way, so I think if we're making emoji available uh, for some people, we need to do the best we can to make sure that it's representative uh, of humankind in general as well. So there was, in the last uh, Unicode update, the emoji update, there was a character, it's called, uh, I think it's just called Singer, and there's a, there's a male and a female version, and it looks like David Bowie for the most part, that the uh, design team at Google said that they deliberately did it to look like David Bowie and... A number of people were sort of upset then that it had a, a male and a female version, which might have missed the point of some of David Bowie's identity of being this sort of a androgynous character. Did you did you have any thoughts on that? Did you sort of weigh into that discussion anywhere? Oh well, I saw the one tweet, and that was interesting because 
I think you retweeted it and I responded. And then uh, I think within 24 hours or something, that tweet was gone. So I'm, I'm wondering uh, if uh, the person who tweeted that actually got some type of backlash because this is kind of a touchy, gender is a touchy subject. So what do I think? Uh, I think that the rendition of the singer or the rock star as David Bowie is is cool. Uh, I don't think that necessarily all the emoji implementations have to go that route in the future. So this might be kind of a moot point. But uh, one of the great things about my proposal, and, and hopefully it's in a future implementation, is then it uh, will actually call for there to be a more androgynous version of the same artwork. So then you would maybe have something that is even a better tribute to David Bowie and kind of the androgynous nature that he tried to portray through his life's work. By having the gender-inclusive characters, you can use these in these Zwidge sequences, which is what the occupations use, where they join together a picture of a man and some scales and they turn it into a judge and that your characters won't just be three new characters they could in theory be used for any of the professions and the whole range it, it's not limited to just those three which I'm, I'm assuming looking at the proposal that seems to be a key part of maybe why you'd like them to exist in the first place well that was my intention and i think that uh, i hope that that will get uh implemented um, I think that remains to be seen, but uh, it's kind of up to the major uh, implementers to make it happen. But uh, I, in my talks with other people, uh, I think there has been interest for doing this, uh, but uh, we'll just have to kind of wait and see. Yeah, I think so. And uh, we're pretty much out of time here. If people are interested in this sort of thing, can they follow you on Twitter or is there somewhere where they can keep up to date with... I say your mission, I know it's not the only thing you do, but uh, both your, your font work and your sort of goal to make emoji more gender inclusive. Where can people find you on the web? Sure, uh, they can find me on Twitter or on Instagram. I use the handle Paul D. Hunt uh, pretty much everywhere, so look me up. Okay, and uh, I'm going to include that font in the show notes. If anyone wants to download a font in alpha or beta status, they can do that. And uh, you can follow the show at Emoji Rap. I am on Twitter at Jeremy Burge. And thanks to Jonathan Mann for the theme music and to Joshua Jones for the artwork. And I'll speak to you all next time. 